Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present, to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode. We've had one hour of our lives ripped from us because of daylight savings time, and I'm here to give them back to you. This is going to count for two hours. This is going to increase your life by at least 20 minutes. <laughs> at least 20 minutes. Uh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. I had a good weekend up until... I got that hour ripped away from me, and then I got like five more hours ripped away from me because of this stupid Kanye, Pete, Kim, all that BS. Which, by the way, now I, I'm I, I'm with you guys. I don't know where you guys are at, but like I got to tell you, I think, and I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I think I hate everyone involved. Like I think that I passionately dislike everyone involved. And that's okay. We're going to talk about it. We're going to go through all of the dynamics. I will say, after I recorded with Sophie today, though, I went back and there was a new video where Kanye actually made a lot of good points. Like, uh, solid points. I'm not even joking. Like, I'm not going to... I'm going to listen to everything that everybody says and uh, make my own personal judgment. But he says this thing. I kind of like go, okay. I start to, you know, try to understand his point of view. And then the, literally the next point, he starts doxing some kid that's Pete Davidson's friend and giving personal information on his Instagram. I'm like, why are you doing both? Can you not? You're, you're just calm explaining things. And that's how I take things in. And then the next one, you're gaslighting somebody and giving out their personal information. Like, can we just stick? Can we just drive in a lane? Can we just stick into the one lane? It's just like he's always just weaving in and out of eight-lane traffic, and it's so harmful to everybody involved, including us. I felt so dirty today after watching all of this that I went and donated more money to Be Strong, Bethany Frankel's. And I know that's like weird, but I, I'm not even doing that because it's a housewives, but it seems like she really is doing good work for the Ukrainian crisis, which, 
by the way, I almost forgot about the Ukrainian crisis, which how bad, which how fucking horrible am I that I forgot this was not, I mean, like I knew what was going on, but I was so focused on this stupid Kardashian bullshit, which is, that's what it, what it is, folks. Let's just call it what it is. It's bullshit. It can be sometimes entertaining, but it's not helpful. Uh, but we're going to have fun today. Don't, hey, we're going to, do not, no, no, no. We're going to have fun today. Um, also I was just laughing before we recorded because, uh, Tom Brady, you guys, I, this is not a sports podcast at all. In fact, I pride myself on not being a fan of sports, but I am fascinated in the fact that Tom Brady, who just retired a couple of months ago, his retirement lasted two months, folks. The seven time Super Bowl champ just announced he will be returning to the NFL for the 23rd season. And his quote is These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. <laughs> the time, he goes, That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for a 23rd season in Tampa, unfinished business, LFG. I think that means let's fucking go, but he's a family man. Okay, so my friend Natalie Franklin, who actually uh, does the Nori's Black Book tweets uh, and uh, the podcast Say Bible, and who go listen. They just actually started doing new episodes, which is a Kardashian-based podcast. I love both of the um, the women who host that, Kathleen and Natalie, both amazing women. But Natalie tweeted this after that. I, this makes me laugh so much. I'm not even into sports, and this still made me laugh. She wrote, she tweeted, uh, trying to find it. She goes, those two months with Giselle and the kids must have been hell. <laughs> and that's, like, imagine that. Imagine getting hit in the head for the entirety of your career, being the most, I, I don't even, but he, I hear he's like the most successful quarterback in the history of the NFL, and he's he spends two months with his family, and he's like, Fuck that. I want to die on the field. Like, I would like, hey, I would rather get hit in the head at least 50 more times than to spend another day with my kids and my wife. Like, who does? Like, we had all, like, said, there were all these articles saying, he was, you know, the best that's ever done it. What an amazing man. And he's like, I got to get back out there. This is, uh, Giselle asked me to empty the trash. And I was like, yo, you know who I am? Like this sport, it really does show you the, okay, that is the one thing I get fascinated with sports. It shows you how wacky they are when it comes to competition. We all have that in our own lives in some form. Like I'm like, nobody's going to out eat me, you know? But like with Tom Brady, I mean, this is, that's a sickness. Like at a certain point, competition is a sickness because you know it eats at him alive. So what's interesting too is you think, okay, he comes back. Let's take this down the road a little bit. He comes back. He does his thing. He wins or loses. Who knows? But you know he's going to be in the same damn position two years from now where he has to retire physically and he's still going to be like, damn it, I need to be out on that field. He's never going to feel whole again. And that's the part that scares me. Like what we don't want to see a Tom Brady sitcom down the road. And like, those are the things like he'll do like a space jam for like football players. Like that's the shit we have to look forward to, or he has to look forward to. So I don't know, man, that, that announcement, like that fascinated me today. And I was like, but also then somebody also wrote, cracked me up and goes, Kim Kardashian said that everybody got to get off their asses and work. Two days later, Tom Brady unretired. She is, she is, she's doing it, folks. She is, we gotta be, 
We got to be very, very proud of the business prowess, the business acumen of Miss Kim Kardashian. Uh, I had a good week weekend. I met um, I met uh, in person podcaster Mandy Slutsker. She does a podcast. Is this real life? If you don't know about it, she's great. Uh, she works in Washington, but she loves reality shows. And I got to meet up with her and her friends. We went to Tom Tom on Friday, and then we went to Craig's. And your boy, uh, you know, it's like. It's just like, I never do anything in moderation. Like I had to go home from Craig's. Like, I think I was around 1am, but I was like, you know, when you're like, Oh, I've, I've had too much. Like that was, I had one of those moments and it just, I was like, when, when are you going to learn, man? Like it was, so, I was so excited to be, I was at Tom Tom first. I was like, Oh my God. I heard Tom Schwartz was there. I was like, so excited. I don't know why. Cause I'm a child. I was like, Oh yay!" Which by the way, folks, okay. I'm not ignorant to the fact that we are hearing tons of rumors about Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz. There's a lot of rumor. There's a lot of breakup rumors right now. Now, Demois says Tom Sandoval, somebody bumped into him and he said they're still together. So that's what Tom Sandoval says. Now there is a lot of other things that you would look at, you could paint a certain picture that they're not together. Like Katie has not been posting with Tom. Um, a lot of the Vanderpump women, including our friend, uh, Jared, uh, Lipscomb, who's been on the show before, amazing, uh, makeup artist and free Britney, um, kind of one of the big people in the free Britney movement. They all did a, um, a party where they were like all together. And then Jared posted something of like, it was like a free Raquel party, but that came hours after this had already been posted on other accounts. Like Dodie was there and they, it, it, it could have been read as a liberation party for Katie Maloney. Now we don't know what is happening. I'm going to do my best to find out for you folks. I listen, I, you don't want, I didn't, it's not like I wanted my marriage to bust, you know, like you don't want things to end. Okay. Unless it's just completely unhealthy, which we don't want that for either of them. So I don't know it, you know, I don't know. And I hate the fact when a TV show's involved, I, and this, this is so fucking horrible, but I'm sure you guys have thought maybe similarly, like I've said this years ago, I said, Oh, like I'm looking around, like, I'm like, okay, I gotta, it's just us. Okay. I've said this before. Don't. Okay. I said, I said this like years ago. I said, I would love to see a season of Vanderpump Rules where Katie Maloney dated. Don't. I, I did. I said, I don't know. I said that. I thought it would be interesting. And then I'm like, it's, it might. And then it's like, if this is true, that would happen. It's like, I don't know if I do want to see that now. Like, does that make me a horrible person that I wanted to like, Oh God. So, but I got to tell you, I think I want Vanderpump rules fully. We had a great week last week. I think finally we got to hear the two and a half interview of Tom Sandoval. I had a lot of nice words on that. A lot of people were like, you guys were just really excited. Both of you. And I was, I was really excited. And he was making these very strong, um, espresso bean drinks. Uh, it was like, it, it, it really truly was the dream of all dreams for me. And, uh, it, it was a night I will always remember, but, uh, 
I'm so glad that finally got out. Uh, we had Sophie last week as well. Uh, we had the Real Housewives of Orange County recap. We had Maya Allen, the new cast member from Summer House, plus a Summer House recap. So we had four really cool shows last week that I was really proud of. If you are new to So Bad It's Good, welcome. Hi, this is So Bad It's Good. My name is Ryan Bailey. Uh, I really, really love these shows. I love pop culture. I take it really seriously, probably too seriously, and that's why I don't have much of an outside life of this stuff. But our listeners are number one. And if you would like to join us, we would love, love, love to have you. Welcome. We do a lot of interviews here. Today will be a pop culture roundup where we dive into a lot of different stories. Uh, It's usually meant in a humorous way. So sometimes it might offend you and that's okay. You don't have to love everything that I say. In fact, I really would hope that you didn't. I think of most of my listeners as better people than me. So just know that going in. But hopefully you can find a silly laugh in here or two. Hopefully, uh, I don't know if you're going to learn something. I'm not going to even, I'm not going to even pretend you will learn something. But if you do, that's what an added bonus. You might hear some good music along the way. You might uh, get hip to a show that you've never seen before and try it because you're listening. But also you might talk to some people or you might hear some people that we talked to along the way that you're like, damn. I love that person. I want to listen to that person's podcast or damn, I want to watch that person's show or damn, I want to read that person's book. And that's what we're doing it for. We're here to highlight how damn amazing people are in this community, in the pop culture community, in the reality show community. I am blown away by how funny, how smart our listeners are, how funny and smart our guests are, Uh, uh, you know, so lucky to be able to do this. Uh, And and I get blown away by my guests every week. And this week is going to be no exception. I have a guest coming on uh, Tuesday's episode, who you know, who is a housewife. And we had a conversation that it's not salacious, but it was really inspirational. And it was just one of those things like you're like, oh, I could go salacious with this. But like this person has so much damn knowledge that I kind of just want to like see, you know, as we get older, we start to think like, <laughs> what's life about? <laughs> no, but seriously, you start to ask these bigger questions as you get older. Uh, like, why do I have a staph infection on my face? Those kind of questions. Uh, for new listeners, I had a staph infection on my face about a month ago because I scratched uh, a beard dye incident I had in my face. And I, anyways, anyways, that's not, but I've been thinking about deeper questions lately. And it, we had this just such a great conversation. I cannot wait to share it with you. We have a lot of good conversations this week. And there's a lot of great TV on right now I want to highlight as well. Now, I don't include in great TV the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. Now, I watched the third episode of the reunion tonight. And I got to tell you, folks, for such a, what should have been a benchmark season, what should have been, they had everything going for it. It it ended, it petered out. It ran out of gas in so many different ways. Uh, Jen Shaw, I can see exactly why she was as successful as she was doing what she did. She is so charismatic. She is captivating. She looked beautiful. One of the best liars I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I mean, truly. But unfortunately, it doesn't really work in terms of the show. It works in terms of Jen's social circle. Uh, Poor Heather. I mean, she's really made Heather, uh, gosh. And listen, now I kind of really, now I get it. Like Heather had a great interview with her last season. 
or in the past year, actually, it's not even a year, had a great interview with her. Uh, she has since unfollowed me on Instagram, which I'm guessing is because of Jen Shaw, because I just saw that really, I really wish I knew all the ins and outs of that. I, I have really good friends and I've questioned myself of how far I'll go for my friends because of this friendship. There's no joke there. I've really questioned like, wow, how far would I go? Because, um, I hate to say this. I think what we got a little preview is of Jen Shaw's defense of, oh, well, maybe she didn't know that it was bad for what she was doing. Uh, I mean, this lady has an answer for everything. Uh, there were times I felt bad for Coach Shaw. Uh, I do believe, and I, I'm sorry, just my opinion. I believe they are lying. That is just my opinion. Uh, I, I find it interesting. I thought Whitney had some of the coldest, hardest facts this season in regards to Jen. And and even and Whitney had to apologize. Like, everybody is scared of Jen Shaw. So that show is going to fall. That show is going to go, by the way, until Jen Shaw is off the show. It will be Jen Shaw's show. So if you love Jen Shaw, great news. You're going to get a lot more of her. And it's her show. Like that show is Jen Shaw's show. Uh, I do. Uh, I really do like Lisa Barlow now, which is wild. Uh, we do talk a little bit about Salt Lake because Jen Shaw has a lot of new merchandise. If you are a Jen Shaw fan, she has a lot of Shawmazing merchandise. So go uh, do that. And I also want to point out, um, I do also, uh, two things can be true at once. I do uh, very much disagree with her having guns pointed at her son and uh when she was arrested that day what a horrifying horrifying horrible thing that those uh young men had to go through and uh i feel horrible and i feel horrible that jen uh put a lot of them in a position that that could possibly happen but still there's no excuse uh i can't imagine what the fear is uh not just for the the boys but also for uh coach shaw and jen shaw that that just seems horrifying but yeah that show for me kind of just petered out where i was like this is just as weird as the last half of the season was. It, it was so weird. Uh, they let Dewey and Jenny have like one moment and they pretty much edited Jenny out of even reaction shots for the uh, the, the remainder of the uh, today's episode. Uh, you had Seth joining via satellite and, you know, Seth said all the right things in support of his wife. All the men said all the right things in support of their women, including uh, Coach Shaw, who was you know, very charismatic. These are all really charismatic people. But I tell you, in terms of women, Jen Shaw is number one. Like she came out, I think, looking so good. I mean, I there's no doubt in my mind that she will be going to prison and that she is guilty of certain charges involving this if you read the case. But I think this is going to do a great deal of uh, help for her, actually. This is going to help her a lot because she's going to be able to get a little more successful. She's going to have her case postponed a little bit. She'll be able to little make more money, be on season three, potentially be on season four if it goes that far. We'll see the ratings. I, I know that they've petered out quite a bit. So I don't know what you guys think. That was just my gut reaction after watching it where I, I always find it fascinating watching so many reality shows and you got to... Kanye was talking about this, you know, the narrative that we are told, you always got to pay attention to the narrative. And I don't mean that in a conspiratorial sense. I mean that of like, we all have our own narratives, right? And you want to make sure your narrative gets told correctly. But a lot of people don't really care about the correctly part. They just want to make themselves look good. So you've got to be really deft as an audience. You've got to be really smart. And luckily, we live in an age, or unluckily, because of some of the people on these shows, you know, we're, we've turned into a smart bunch. I don't include myself in that, but a lot of us, we're really smart. We really pick up on things a lot quicker than people give us credit for. Um, but I will say just Jen Shaw is a very impressive salesman, 
really, really impressive. And she uses uh, fear. She uses, uh, uh, you know, fear, scares. Like, I mean, she really uses these kind of tools that you see in business a lot to, to great effect. So I'm really now kind of really, really looking forward to, to her trial. Like, I think I'm very, not excited is not the word, but I'm now I'm really curious about the defense because she's doubling down, she's tripling down. And I'm just very, very curious how all of this ends. So we will see. I mean, I think I know how it ends, but I'm just curious to see how we get to that final conclusion. Now, we don't usually talk about this. I talked about it a little bit last Monday's show, but I think it, <laughs> it bears talking about 90 Day Fiance, you guys. Before the 90 Days is on Sunday nights on TLC. And it is the it's one of those shows where it's like a cautionary tale to never get on the computer ever again. Like, especially if you're single and lonely, like just don't like also we, I I'm not for more government, but at the same time, I feel like we shouldn't be able to date overseas. I know a lot of overseas people listen to this. I'm sorry. If you watch the show, you'll understand why I'm saying this. I, it, it's, it's just flat out scary. It is flat out so scary. There is not one couple that I'm like, hell yeah. Every, 90 Day Fiance is like this, where they'll be like, it was like, what was it, Usman and and uh, what's her name tonight? What's her name, Jenny or something like that? I don't even, I don't even remember their names. I just get horrified and then choose not to. Uh, so you have a bunch of different couples in these shows, and uh, the one, the one that stood out to me. There's so many that stand out to me because they're just so so. Scary, all of them. Oh, sorry. It's Usman Soja, Soja Boy. He's an international rap star. And Kim, who is one of his number one fans, you know, they had a moment where Kim was like, yo, you you better let me know if you really love me. And I'm like, we're all screaming at the TV. He doesn't love you. Like, how much clearer? It's It's like... It's one of those shows where it makes you feel like a fucking genius because you're like, and they always figure it out. And they're like, you know what? If you don't do a big romantic gesture, I'm going to know you don't love me and I'm going to go. And we're all going, go. You, She's like, I'm done figuring this out. I'm like, good, go. You figured it out. Leave, leave. And then she'll be like, but let me wait for another day to see what happens. Like all of these, all of these couples, it is, it scares the shit out of me. Like this makes love seem like the potentially the worst thing that could ever happen to you in your life. Uh, it, it, every couple, I mean, like, is there a couple on before the 90 days that we support? I mean, you have Gino and Jasmine. Gino uh, refuses to take his baseball cap off the whole time. And he's, he's had sugar babies in the past, but he also has all kind of these weird ticks. I don't know if it's like uh, autistic or what, but he has these kind of interesting ticks. And Jasmine, just reads them like just always angry at him, but they don't even belong together anyways. Uh, we had Alina earlier who was the little person and she's gone. We had Ella Johnson who is the bigger lady that was in love with the, uh, the Asian gentleman. And we find out that Ella slept with the dude because she missed physical touch because her dude is over there and can't get to her. So she cheated on him. She cheated on him. Isn't that wild? I, I just, that is, that is wild to me. Um, let's see who else do we got. Oh, Ben, we got Ben Rathman and he keeps saying that he's in love with this girl, Mahogany, who I talked last week and Mahogany is like 22 years old and he's like in his forties and he keeps saying, God is like, 
you know, God has put her there for a reason, but I think he's just attracted to somebody young, but I think he's convinced himself that it's like godly, super creepy because also we all thought this was a catfish. So we're shocked that she even showed up at any point, but she's got all the information that she gave him over the text wrong. So there's something going on. And I almost really, I wish somebody from TLC, if anybody from TLC is listening to the show, you gotta let me know. I promise I won't tell anybody, but you gotta let me know. It's not fair. Like we're missing a huge, it's so weird. And then you guys, he wrote her like they had this kind of weird date last week. And then he wrote her like a 10, 10 pages of texts of saying like, God has hardened your heart towards me right now. And like, she was rightfully creeped out, but even she's rightfully creeped out. But I'm like, you're not honest with him either. And then her parents show like, this sounds like, I sound like an insane man, but that's what this show is. You guys highly recommend it. But then, uh, her parents show up on just randomly her parents show up and they're there because they're worried about Benjamin. And then Benjamin, she's like, where are you, Benjamin? But I'm like, you said he, you were creeped up by the 10 pages. Why do you even care? Let him go. And, and Benjamin said that he was walking with God. And I'm like, that's huge. If TLC can get God on camera, I mean, that would be huge for so many reasons. Um, I don't think he's, I think he was talking, like in his mind, but he told her that he was walking and talking with God. And, uh, I just, I don't, I don't, it, the show, you guys, makes me feel like a genuine, like I feel insane when I watch it. I feel sad and insane. I don't know why I watch it. It makes me so, <laughs> makes me so sad. And there's like four chuckles, like there's four hard laughs in any before the night because it lasts two hours. So it's like a lifetime for these shows. But then you're like, oh, Ultimately, it's uh, ultimately it's sad, you know. Um, big news though on the premiere front, we've got a huge May ahead of us. May first, our premiere of Real Housewives of Atlanta, and May eleventh, the return of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Look at me, look at my lot. It's Erica Jane, ready for the spotlight again. What about me? <laughs> me, Lisa Rina, coming back to your screen May 11th. <laughs> I say, I say, don't forget about me, Sutton Shrek. May 11th, I'm coming. What about me? Beep, boop, pop, boop, boop. It's Dorit P3. We will be recapping the entirety of the Beverly Hills season like we did last year. And I am so excited. I wonder how much how long that excitement will last. I wonder if after the first episode, I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. But it was so exciting to hear the premiere dates for that. So I wanted you guys, I was like, I got to tell you guys immediately, uh, Faces by Bravo uh, put out those premiere dates and I got so excited. Okay, so um, we're going to get into Sophie. We talk about all of this stuff, but I wanted to leave you before we do that with something positive because some of this stuff can be just so damn negative. And I get you know, life is fucking hard. Like we know it, right? Like we all have these really hard, hard things. Uh, we, we see, we see horrible things happening everywhere. And sometimes you need a little bit, a little something more, maybe you need a little pep talk. And, and I was sent this and it just, I thought it was kind of cheesy at first. And then I listened to it and it made me really happy. So I was like, maybe I'll, I'll share it with you guys. Some of you guys might dig it. Some of you might not, but, um, this is uh, a really cool project that this uh, West Side Elementary did that I would love to share with you guys. Okay, you guys, I was about to share with you this really beautiful project that an elementary school did that these kids give you pep talks and you could hit like one for encouragement and two for this. And it really, really was so amazing on Friday. But I think 
this is a good and a bad thing. I think the calls were so flooded that they took it down and I think they're getting more money to put it back up. And as soon as they do, I'm going to share it with you guys because I was going to play some of the audio for you, but it has been taken down. I have learned, uh, and it is, uh, but we're going to put it up this week, but it is something that's going to make you smile. It's something positive. And I always want to kind of try to throw that in there too, because there is so much negativity on these shows. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to uh, do something fun. So this interview with Sophie is great. It's a lot of fun. She just saw the Batman and you guys know how I feel about the Batman. It's, the Batman is one of the great loves of my life. Uh, you know, and I only say it's the one that got away because I believe Batman lives inside me every day, uh, not physically, but emotionally. And, uh, I really, really, really love that. And guess what? I got, uh, I got some Batman toys. Yeah. I got an action, I got action figures. I got a Lego set. I am a six year old boy, folks. Like I, I can barely know how to dress myself, but I have some Batman toys. So if anybody comes to LA and you want to play with my Batman toys, and that sounds totally weird, but like, I would love to be Batman. You can be the Riddler or Penguin or Catwoman. And we could just do like weird fun. Like maybe I should take my action figures to Sir. Oh, wow. I was thinking about that in the Sir Alley. Cause by the way, I did, um, I've been doing cameos and I'm donating all the money to Ukraine right now. So if you need any wishes, please go over there. All of the money gets donated to Ukraine right now. Um, cameo is doing something amazing where they donate the full, uh, entirety of all of it, my money, their money all over there. And I think that is just so, so cool if you opt in. And of course I opted in, but maybe I'll show you my Batman action figures, uh, which would be just such, I did, I did a cameo on Friday night, just hammered, just hammered. And it was one of those cameos for Lucy Schultz, who Lucy listens all that. Lucy's amazing. She's listened from the beginning. She's awesome. But it was her birthday and her friend surprised her with this. And I had to, I was like, oh no, I got to get it done. And then I realized at the end of the night it wasn't done. And so I did a really drunken cameo, which I'm, I'm hoping that Lucy will never share. She said she liked it. I can't tell if she was scared or not when she said that but it also i showed i showed off danny pellegrino's book in it which by the way go buy danny pellegrino's book if you have not how do i unremember this it's one of those easy things where you recommend because danny's a great writer and he's a super funny dude that's inspired us all so it's an easy recommend that you've already done so me saying it is not going to make a hill of beans but if for some reason you've never heard of danny pellegrino but also just how exciting that he's doing all of this how exciting so you got to support that as well and, um, oh, that's it. The last thing. If you like a show called Gallery Girls, I just did the first episode on the Patreon. I'm doing a recap of the eight-episode 2012 show, Gallery Girls, and I did the first hour and 20-minute episode today. A solo recap, but there will be guests joining me to recap the other seven episodes. Um, and I thought it turned out really fun. If you've never seen it, please follow along with me. I think you will fall in love with this show, Gallery Girls. And that's just over at patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. If you like this show, give it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, I really, truly hate promoting myself. So that's it, you guys. Let's get on to more laughter, silliness, all of that stuff. We cover reality shows. We go through all of the Kim, Pete, uh, Kanye mess from today. We read all the text messages. It's just a whole mess. So buckle in, you guys. Have a great week. We'll get through it together. And just remember, after today, you're 20% through with the week. And if I'm doing the math correctly, that's one-fifth of the way. And I'll be here with you throughout it all. Let's do this. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Bye, guys.
Guys, welcome to your week. It is daylight savings time, so you have uh, an extra hour of sunlight. Let's look at it that way. Uh, we start Mondays with our pop culture roundup, and there is no better person to do this with than the author of her very own Substack, which you can go check out. Uh, make sure you check it out. She actually just wrote a great article that I talked about on Friday about this whole and Kardashian mess. Uh, our, our favorite writer, Miss Sophie Ross. Welcome back to the uh, the show, Sophie. Hello. I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. Wait, I I'm, was going to say that. <laughs> wait, I'm I'm podcasting vengeance. You just saw the Batman. I'm vengeance. Yeah. Okay. It was great. It was just seventy hours long. I wish it was eighty. I thought I was like, why is this so short? Like it I was, was so long. I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm losing interest towards. Did your did your dude did your dude like it? He is obsessed. He is yes, obsessed. that's exactly. It may. This is where I can relate as like I'm like I finally feel like a man when I watch this stuff. Like I can't relate to sports. I can't relate to like, but like Batman. I'm like fuck yeah. Like I want to bro out with Batman guys. You yeah. Know? When superhero movies come out, your like inner straight man really shines. Yeah, I just in fact I just did a Patreon episode where I got I was really trying to walk through the mechanics of the Hulk because. His pants rip every time. And if that was the case, you'd have this large green man with his like big green dong flopping everywhere. And like if he even saved anything, you could never put the Hulk on the news because you would always be blacking out his junk. Wait, what happens to his dick? Like what? They, they, they always act like his pants like stretch or something. They, they don't really go into it. But the reality <laughs> of that situation would be was like it would really scare uh, like children. Like it would not be he would not be welcomed as any sort of hero. And the fact that they like they don't talk about like he always wakes up with like sweatpants on and it's like how does he how does he have like sweatpants on that have like not been just tattered to bits i haven't watched enough marvel movies to like wonder about that but now i'm curious what if there's a whole there's a whole hulk sequel just about that i'm sure there's like hulk inspired porn oh oh i'm sure yeah because you know there's a she hulk too oh they're making a they're making a marvel tv show right now called she hulk that'll be on disney plus Oh my Anyways, god. Anyways, this is about this is about I mean that's kind of pop culture, but you liked it overall though. You just thought it was long. Yeah, it was just like so freaking long. But I love how he's like emo Batman. Like yes. he wears like the black eye makeup and he has like the sh- the bangs over his he's face. He's like North he's like Northwest. Northwest yeah. is an emo. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if North oh. likes the I mean I wonder if Kanye lets North watch the Batman because it's very emo as well. Honestly, it's a very dark movie. I hope that no children are watching. Well, but Sophie, Batman should be dark. His parents got brutally murdered. I know, like, I agree. But it's also like a superhero movie where children are like, I oh, I want to see Batman. And it's like, <laughs> there's nothing for you yeah. in this movie. No, it reminds me. But I also of- saw a tweet that, and me and my boyfriend were talking about this and like cracking up, when we, especially after we watched the movie, how like, because we actually watched The Dark Knight last night to get yeah, excited. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> I want to be in on this relationship, man. I you guys are doing what I want to be doing. Yeah. I know, we can do a throuple. Don't worry. But um, (laughs) we were talking about, I saw a tweet that was like, I love how like this Gotham City and the new Batman is like dark and gritty. And like Christopher Nolan's Gotham City is just Chicago. Chicago. Dude, I just talked about the thing. I saw that same tweet and I cracked up. Yes. Because I was like, this Gotham actually makes you think there's a place called Gotham that you can actually smell and it's like tactile. But yeah, Christopher Nolan's Gotham is like Chicago. It's like a really, it's, it's actually Chicago. It's also like, yeah. Yeah, when we were watching The Dark Knight, because I had, we watched it after I saw that tweet. 
and you like see into Harvey, Harvey Dent's office and you see in the background, it's just the Chicago river. It's like, and they don't, they aren't even trying to make it look like it's not Chicago. Yeah, there's like, like it's the, so the, obvious it's Chicago. There's a, there's a stupid, well, Dark Knight's an awesome movie, but there's a scene where Harvey becomes two-faced and he's in the medical bed. Oh, when he joke, doesn't realize the joke, Yeah, the Joker comes in with a mask as a nurse, but you would tell it's the Joker yeah. because he has all the Joker makeup but on. He, but he and acts like he doesn't know until after he takes off He removes the mask and Harvey's like, no! And I'm like, you can see who that is. It's so... It's Rachel! Like the only one. Uh, Rachel! I also love how in Gotham City, in this Gotham City, it's literally always torrentially downpouring. Like it's never not raining. Yeah, no, totally. I, I mean, see, I, yeah, that's what the comics are like. You don't know the hard streets of Gotham from the comics like I do. Yeah. And true, this is true. really like that. But it is funny because it, it is that movie where I was seeing, I saw it and I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I can't imagine, like I would be pissed if I had, if I took one of my imaginary kids to this. And I didn't know it was going to be like seven mixed with this. I would probably be horrified. It yeah, literally me of, a seven. Well, yeah, it kind of, it's like borrowed from it heavily. But I, I remember I took my uh, my ex's family on Christmas Day to a Christmas movie. And we saw the girl with the dragon tattoo because I, I oh, God. well, I heard it was a like it was like a popular book. And it was David Fincher. So I thought it came out on Christmas Day. I'm like this must be like the movie. And it was like the same movie, that horse movie that Steven Spielberg like war horse came out and so i see this the first fucking five minutes there's like whips being put into butts and stuff and like my my ex's parents are looking at me like i'm a freak and like i have an hour through, like they were commenting like what is this shit like what is this and then i went out um i was so embarrassed that i went out and had to take a breath and i saw people coming out of war horse like and families were like hugging like oh my god the best christmas movie ever and i was like damn it why didn't i see war horse instead of this pervy sex tattoo movie yeah that movie is fucked up i never watched it again after that and i saw it in theaters too it was like for my friend's birthday we were like why are we here for like a birthday well like, we finally got the movie. the family finally like started making jokes at my expense so that bonded them as a family but they're like who's this guy taking us to some sex movie you know um yeah that oh, that would keep me up at night okay so i guess here, and, and I want to preface this by guys, I'm, I'm getting annoyed with it as well. I hate, I, I think I hate everybody involved now with the thing we're about to talk about, which I guess yeah, I know what you're about to say. And, and by the, I really, I'm not joking. I did talk about your article on Substack on Friday and I went through um, a lot of really great highlights in it. Cause you did a great job of breaking down the Pete and Kim Instagram photo um, the Instagram heard around the world where they went Instagram official Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian in a series of photos, which I still don't. Did you ever figure out why she changed the carpet on the one photo? I don't know either. It's so funny that she got caught for doing that because it's such a freaking strange thing to edit. But I think it was to either match her feed or to hide the fact that her carpet looks like a hotel carpet. Um, I don't know. Change the photos. You like people, somebody pointed out on Twitter, she had posted different carpet than the one that wound up on Instagram and she took it down on Twitter. So somebody was like, I mean, there's like a team of digital artists working on anything they post at all times, but it is really scary when you, when you think about it. Cause I, I mean, she's making me every, all these people are making me start to hate aesthetics. Yeah. It's so stupid. It like makes no sense, but also back to what's important is the fact that she so clearly was trying to detract from all of the 
criticism that she was getting. So she yeah, had to so, throw up her first Instagram of Pete. Like, you better work, Sophie. You better get off your ass and work. I love how she was like, I have the best advice for women in business. Get off your fucking ass and work. <laughs> it you was better like scary. work. And by the way, everything that Kim has posted since then has been her laying on Pete. Pete yeah, says he's in bed with her. Like, why don't you get off your ass and work? She's so annoying. I mean, she's she really, so annoying. Like, why can't you just like, let's just go with the working theory that you're extremely lucky. And like, don't, don't even, we don't need you to share your secrets of success. Like we don't have access to Ray J like that, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, like cut up, Kim. Like, well, but, but I don't so, be- like to have someone who lives this unimaginable life of luxury. Like I said on Substack, an unimaginable life of luxury. Yes. Like you can't Truly. even imagine how Truly. much luxury her life is filled with for very minimal work. It's not like she's like an ER doctor who's raking in millions. Like she has a very easy job. No matter what you consider her job to be. It's a dream job yeah. to be able to uh-huh. rake in millions to approve products or whatever the fuck she does. And for her to stand up there and tell everyone else that they need to work harder, like that's not even a smart bit. Like that's not even a smart business move. Like that's the dumbest business thing. Like the fact that Kim is so practiced in all of these moves and to make a huge misstep like that. Like, I wonder yeah. if that night she was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have said the work thing before it came out. Like, cause it seemed like such a weird misfire for Kim. Like Kim usually acts yeah. humble, even though she isn't. And the thing is, if Kim up to this point was being so quiet that we were starting to get on her side with the Kanye stuff. We were like, oh, she's not answering back. She's not firing back to Kanye. She's keeping this relatively quiet, whereas Kanye is screaming as loud as he can. And I kind of respected that. And it kind of ruined all of that for me. And I was like, wow. She had so much public goodwill on her side and she kind of threw it all away. But I also am not, like, I saw some takes that were like, this is all to drum up attention. She knew it would piss everyone off. It's like, stop giving them that much credit. They are not that smart where they can like read people's minds and know how everyone is going to react react to every little thing they say like Kim said that in a way where she actually was like yeah I work harder but like she actually believes that because she's you know well but I also think she said it she said it you can tell she said it thinking she was going to be celebrated for it right right you know like yeah like they she thinks that being a girl boss is still like cool because really the Kardashians are kind of out of step with what is like cool oh yeah but what's wrong Nothing, nothing, nothing. Sorry, but but I'm uh, saying there's so much forward. Mo- there's so much forward momentum with them that they are misfiring everywhere. But now the monster is so big that it keeps growing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to keep right. getting more successful, even if they, even if they kill somebody at this point, because th- there's too many things in motion now for them to fail. Right. Exactly. It's like there's nothing they can really do to get canceled at this point because there's so many of them, and there's always one of them to like you know, get attention in some way or another. It's but like um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of the things they say sometimes are like just so it's like if you actually realize that being authentic and being like real and being honest about like your procedures would get you so many more fans. It's like they don't because they're still kind of stuck in like 2017. I can't explain it. I need to do a whole breakdown. Well, see, but that's why it's like why I love I think it. The Kardashians are still stuck in 2017 because like they are. But like, I love, like, I genuinely, I was 
dealing with the Pete and Kanye shit this morning, which we'll get to in a second. And I was just thinking like, wow, I really hate everyone involved. And then I was like, how sad for me that I hate everyone involved, but I want to talk about this so much because I find it fascinating because it does, you know, like it really shows where we are in society as a society it shows. And like, come on guys, these are the only three people that are doing interesting stuff. We got to make other people famous. We like, I don't even care. Maybe we just go ahead and keep making TikTokers famous. Like it needs, something needs to change. Like I need a day without like, what was that? Like a day with like, we need a day without a Kardashian. We need a week every month where we get out. Did you, I read a fact today, 8% of the world's flower supply goes to the Kardashians. Did you know that? Wait, seriously? No, but you would like, that would be oh, true though. That sounds Are like you... such a real stat. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. 8% of the entire world's flowers. flowers. I, I do genuinely think that like probably more than 8% of the world's waste comes from the Kardashians. Between oh, yeah. all of the balloons and all of the trinkets and all of their Chloe's like- candy jars that she- she stocks with like cookies that you're like, you, and, we know yeah, you're eating all of this. their like all of their useless products. Like Kylie had like a LASIK eye surgery party and they had like eyeball balloons, like the amount of balloons and trinkets and shit and flowers, flowers, you know, ordering flowers all the time is very bad for the environment. Like our environment and the private jets. Like oh, yeah. they, no one is expediting our world's, our planet's demise like the Kardashians are when you tally up everything. So when it was so funny one time when I can't remember, I think Khloe Kardashian was like, I can't believe people still use plastic water bottles or something. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like shut All up. her plastic water bottles are in her ass. Yeah, well, not exactly. anymore. She's melted that, but like, you know, Oh my God. Well, I mean, that's, I, I do wonder if heaven exists. I always wonder like, does God like sit the Kardashians in a room and go, okay, we got some notes. You literally changed exactly what I tried to make you look like to begin with. Hurtful to me, God. Secondly, <laughs> you took so much sources. Do you know how many people in so many third world countries needed all of those things that you had in your house? Like, I wonder if, if heaven exists, if you have to sit through like a summation of like where you went wrong. Like, and Chloe's like, yeah, I knew it. I knew I should have done Tristan. You're right, God. You're right. Yeah, but it's funny because they act like they're like so oh, like zen. zen and like just like so and it's like I feel like it's not Christian to hoard wealth personally. That's why like I, I feel <laughs> about Mary about Mary Cosby. Like it's the same thing with her. It's like how do pe- how do her church patrons and people had to explain this to me that like in some factions of Christianity it's seen as, you know, Tithing? God God has oh. blessed you with riches because you're such a good person. And I'm sure that's what the Kardashians have convinced themselves. Well, think like, about Joel Osteen, one of the richest you know, like he wouldn't let people in during the flood in his mega church that was Bob, you know, like. Yeah, and that's like become become a thing, like these mega rich. Who's the guy that's really good friends with like Justin Bieber, the Hillsong guy? Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that was cheating on, on his, his wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. He's Who not with that? Hillsong anymore. No one remembers his name. He's so yeah. irrelevant. Well, I'm not good. I'm those. okay with that. I'm okay. by the way, the show the other two. If I think you've watched that on HBO Max, the other two. No, I haven't, but I need oh, to. So I know good. Everyone the second season. Me. The second season they make fun of uh, a church that is kind of like Hillsong with those preachers. Uh, but by the way, your preacher shouldn't be dressing at like like if your preacher is like wearing the newest streetwear, like 
I'd, I'd yeah, worry. wasn't that what he was doing? He was wearing like yes. ripped jeans, like designer ripped jeans. And he would like, he was like taking his shirt off on like the beach area and just like walking with like tattered jeans. And I'm like, dude, my priests look nothing like you. And I'm not saying priests can't be cool. I'm not saying ministers is can't be cool. Is that what he is? I don't think he's a priest. I think No, he's not like a priest. A, he's a, um, a, what is it, minister? It's. I don't know what the, I don't know anything about Christianity. I'm sorry. Oh, well, you better you get ready. About yeah. your, about your faith. By the way, I was, I was an altar Since boy. you're such a god fearing man. I, have, I, I was an altar boy and I used to just be up there in mass and I would oh. just, I would have fantasies of, I would get so bored during mass and you're like giving the priest the water and the wine and the blood of Christ. And I would just be fantasizing that all the lights would go down and somebody would throw me a guitar and then I would do purple rain. Like, and I was like a, like a 10 year old kid or like, you know, and I was like just fantasizing about like being teen wolf. I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if I turned into a werewolf right now and I got everybody dancing. I was the weirdest kid ever. Oh my God. I love that so much. One time I actually went to church with my friend and I didn't know that like, what is it? Communion? Yeah. Like the, the blood and flesh of Christ. Yeah. You take the body of Christ and the blood. Yeah, of Yeah. I like ate it and I didn't realize. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, you can eat the, the hosts are meant to be eaten. In fact, they're so, I always like, why don't they have cool ranch in these? For some reason <laughs> I love, like I was such a little, I, I would grab like extra hosts because they, they tasted good to me. But like, yeah, so like I ate the blood and flesh of Christ, even though it's like, I'm not, you know, a Catholic. Oh, so, I mean, I think, I think, he, I think he'd be cool with it. You think, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> technically, he's, he's a Jew like me. Yes, yes. Wow, we really, we're like, getting into religion be like, now. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Anyways, back to Courtney. I want to go more into Courtney, how Courtney acts like she's the doll. Courtney acts like she's the Dalai Lama now. Courtney always acts like at peace because Travis oh. wants to grab her ass everywhere. When, by the way, I feel like we are very close. We're closer than ever to get into Travis and uh, a sex tape because this week he literally just had a photo of him fully grabbing, like just the, the photo was of Courtney's ass and he was grabbing it. And that was the photo. Like the photo was a tight shot and, of Courtney's great ass. And the camel toe, the photo of her camel yeah, toe. Yeah. That yeah. he posted. Yeah. You got to let it's your ass breathe. Yeah. You got to let your ass breathe. I read that somewhere. Um. Also, yeah. Courtney, we need to talk about Courtney being like, that's so true. <laughs> like when Kim said that no one wants to work anymore. Yeah. Courtney, that's so true. Like, Which, shut up, Courtney. You don't know the irony of that? We all make fun that you don't work. Even Courtney says that she doesn't work and she likes to not work. And then for her to agree with Kim about people don't want to work anymore. Right. Because right. you know their staff's hearing that. You know, you know the people that are like washing their floors are like, you better work, Gloria. It sounded like so angry, like yes. it was like directed at someone. And, and you we see, know they don't treat their employees very well, based on how Kim's gotten sued by employees before. So oh, like, well, did you see how Chris goes? That's right, Kim. But like, kind of got worried. She was yeah, like, she "That's was like, uh, that's that's right, Kim." This is from the way they did a cover story for Variety. You guys, you can watch the full video online or get the magazine for this article because it's all based around the forty episodes that they have filmed for the new. Hulu Kardashian show, which it's is literally 40 episodes. 40 episodes. Damn. And by the way, so this is when I started turning on Kim this week was because it says Pete will be in this. You will see the Pete relationship and you will see Kanye. And I was like, yo, you were just as like, I've been railing against Kanye and I still will. And I think he was disgusting in what he did today. But I also think Pete's disgusting. I also think Kim's disgusting yeah, for showing him. All like, disgusting. But at this point, if there is divorce involved, 
do not ever show this or talk about it ever again. You actually do have fucking kids. Like this is getting to be ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. And yeah, North is old enough to see all of this. We know she's on the internet. Like it's just like messy and like the texts. I know that people are like, yeah, go pee. I was like, you know, if you know, and he was like, I struggle with mental illness too. Like that was great. You're sending him a picture of yourself in bed with his wife. Like you're trying to like egg him on even more. Like shut up, Pete. Well, and that's the thing too, is that, so you guys, just to break this down a little further, how this all happened was today, Kanye, we we were wondering when Kanye was going to respond. Like everybody was like, fuck, Kanye's going to be freaking out soon because this went live on Instagram with Kim and Pete. So everything was chill. He even went to a Laker game with his new uh, Julia Fox, Chaney Jones, who we talked about last week. And so we were like, oh, fuck, is he going to respond? And then I wake up today. Everybody's going, oh, get online. He's like, he's he's freaking out. And he's saying all these things. And once again, is based around North on TikTok doing her emo videos. And she was doing a lip sync to I'm in love with an emo girl or something. Uh, yeah. Anyway. And it's like Kim and North and they're in black makeup. And Kanye's like, I don't play with me about this TikTok stuff, Kim. And yo, I, uh, social media is very personal for uh, families. My sister does not let my uh, niece and nephew on those uh, on that until they're going to be like 14, which is okay. That's everybody's decision. It can be very harmful, but also how funny when Kim uses it for thirst and money and Kanye uses social media for power. Like North has the two worst examples in front of her for social media. Like, why don't, like, how would you ever set an example for North just by yelling on social media about not doing it? Right. You like, can't like, it's just, it's, it's all very bizarre to watch. So he's saying this and then Kanye in one of these, first off, Kanye goes after comedian DL Hughley and says, because DL, I talked about this on the pod a couple weeks ago. DL actually came out and said, yo, this is so weird. Like this guy is actually physically threatening like women. And we see this doesn't go down a bad path. I think it's really dangerous. He said some really, really smart, thoughtful things, not out of anger, just kind of just, you know, he had been asked about it. So Kanye finally sees this three weeks later and he goes after DL and he says, I'm rich enough to hurt you. Like he actually physically threatened DL. And there's some stuff he deleted that is wild that he said about like, yeah. Yo, tell your family to call this person at uh, Adidas. We'll get them Yeezys. They'll still have to pay. But we know, you know, like just all of this shit, like really, really derogatory, hurtful things. Then he says in this one of these Instagram rants that that also Pete t- texted him that I'm in bed with your wife. And, and I was like, oh, that's can't be true. That's no way. Now, then what happened, you guys, is that Pete Davidson's friend, Dave Cirrus, who is a writer on SNL and they have worked together in the past. And he's also the one that posted for Pete uh, before when he didn't have uh, Instagram to send a message from Pete in regards to Bob Saget's death. Now, Dave Sirius released the Pete text messages from Pete, which I still think this is very bizarre that Pete wanted Dave to release this, but this is what happened. This is the, he, Pete sends a photo of him in bed. You see all of his tats and a peace sign with his tongue out. And Kanye responds, Happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. Already a shitty thing to say. Yeah. And uh, Pete goes, same here. It's wonders that what those place. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I messed it up, Sophie. Sorry. He starts with 8.09 a.m. Yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. And it don't got to be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing. And you're so fucking lucky that she's your kid's mom. 
I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore. And I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. And then Kanye writes, oh, you using profanity? Where are you right now? And he writes in bed with your wife and then sends that picture. And then he goes, happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab, Kanye says. Pete says, same here. It's wonders what those police places do when you go get help. You should try it. I'm in L.A. for the day if you want to stop being a little Internet bitch boy and talk. And, and uh, great little Internet bitch boy and talk. And uh, which is a great tagline, little Internet bitch boy, right? Yeah. Um, you should make that your new like bio. Oh, I know. I'm a little internet bitch boy. <laughs> um, and then he, um, then he goes, Pete goes, you don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so pussy and embarrassing. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. And then Kanye writes, you're more than welcome to come to Sunday service. And then Pete goes, why don't we meet after Sunday service and Saints football game? I'll be at the Beverly Hills Hotel. We can have food and talk it out in my room privately, one-on-one, man-to-man. What are, what you're doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. And then he writes, you want to see me come to Sunday service? And Pete goes, this isn't public, dude. I'm not here for pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. My offer stands. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. Let me help you, man. I struggle with mental stuff too. It's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. You have no idea how nice I've been to you despite your actions towards me. I've stopped SNL from talking about or making fun of you, which they've wanted to do for months. I've stopped stand-up comedians of making fun of you too. So that's kind of where that ends. But like, what are your thoughts on all of, on on Pete's uh, approach? Well, at first I like, didn't think that the Pete texts were real until I realized that they came from Pete's like camp, basically. Um, I think that, you know, it could have been worse I think that it was like kind of like a good response on Pete's part for the most part but yeah he's still egging him on and now he's releasing text which is like continuing the messiness and it's just I kind of liked when he was like staying out of it um so now he's waiting in and like I'm sure he felt like he just had to at this point well they, um, they definitely switched strategies because up until then yeah. The SNL line was amazing to me because they finally confirmed the fact that, you know, there was a hands-off Kanye policy probably coming down from Kim of like, I don't want Saturday Night Live to talk about it because Kanye was going against SNL too. And they've kept completely, they've not said his name. They've not even hinted at it. So we now know that Pete asked that not to happen and asked other people to kind of drop it. Because remember now, Pete has been part of two music videos where Kanye has killed him in the Claymation music videos. So The other thing, though, that I don't like is I was really liking, I thought it was kind of strong. His silence showed strength. But now it also shows you that Pete, everybody's like, that's so hot. But like, is it? It also just shows you he's kind of like the same kind of toxic male that, you know, of like, yo, bro, you better man up. You're being a pussy, bro. Like, I, I get what he's saying, but it's still kind of in this deep iron John, like, yo, we got to, we got to meet men to men and settle our women issues. And like, that's right. weird. Right. And I also, there was like some story, I think it was maybe Pete sent Mac, Mac Miller. Miller. Yeah. Stuff about Ariana. Like, I think maybe like some of her photos that she had sent him, like something toxic also. Yes. Where, like, yeah, I think it was him in bed with Ariana that she, yeah. That like he, he's he done this Mac before. This, yeah. He's done this before, which is like, yeah. Starting it off with I'm in bed with your wife is such a hacky comic joke. Like it's like it's like your mom. Like I, I slept yeah. with your mom kind of joke. It's like it's to start that off, and you could tell Pete was itching to do it because he just unleashed. 
And I get it protecting yourself, but it just shows, you know, listen, Kanye's a 44 year old man. Pete is a 28 year old boy, man. And he's still acting more mature than Kanye, I guess, but they're not that far separated. Right. Now, I agree. This shut Kanye up. But I do think also Pete made a point of like, you want all of this public. The fact that this is like Kanye just talks about this in the press. And it's like, you could, you know, you could see your family more like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, he, it's almost like sometimes I feel like he wants like we're his family and he's treating us as such. Like he's letting us know all of this shit that, you know, it's like, we got our own problems, man. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why I've said week after week. I'm like, I just like the Batman movie. I was like, at, towards the end, I'm just losing interest. It's just, well, that's like, well, that you're it's wrong. It's not on that. interesting on anymore. It's just the same messiness all the time. Um, but imagine being Kim Kardashian. You're like one of the hottest women in the world. And like, these are your two guys, Dude, I mean, Kanye and Pete Davidson. Like, these are your two guys. Has anyone met an accountant? Like what about a right. nice accountant that just does number like tax, tax, the like tax time is stressful for him. But other than that, he's like always there. Like, what about just, or what about you? Like I choose me. Like, what about that? What about just you for a while? Right. Um, also, uh, since the Kardashians, the only, we finally got, uh, we got confirmation too, that Tristan had texted Marley Nichols that him and Chloe had been engaged. They were engaged. Yes, I saw that. Which is adds another wrinkle where they were engaged, but Chloe was afraid to like, let anybody know yet. So this really did screw up their plans. And in these text messages, uh, Tristan said that they were going to leave where they were going to move overseas because they didn't, because they didn't like the craziness of the United States and the press and all that stuff. Oh, I'm like, please. Chloe would never, ever but, do that. But also I love it. Like Tristan, have you tried not cheating? Maybe people would treat you nicer in the press if you didn't do horrendous he's never, things. He's never in the news for basketball. What, he's a basketball player? Yeah, like no one would know. You would. Oh, I didn't. I thought he was. I thought he slept with people without condoms on. I didn't know that was his occupation. Oh yeah, it's. I I don't. Is he considered a good player? Like I don't even. I honestly, I know he's been traded a couple times now, which is never a great sign. I I honestly only know about football. You guys, I know nothing about basketball. I couldn't name five basketball players that haven't dated Kardashians. I guess like LeBron James, Steph Curry. Oh, well, that's the other thing. James Harden, <laughs> Devin Booker, they've all dated Kardashians. Did you see the Kanye Instagram too, where he sent a picture, uh, sent a picture of a text exchange with the game, the rapper, the game that, that, that literally the game's kissing Kanye's ass of like, bro, we know that you care about North because, you know, you have to protect women, you know, and you don't, you don't care enough about like, you, you know, you don't worry about St. Chicago because they're men. They got you inside them, but you got to protect North because she like, it was like this literally flat what about bullshit. Chicago? But it, no, it was like, I was, but it, it was just hysterical. Cause it was like treating like, yo, men got to protect women. That's your, you know, but your boys, we don't got to worry about your boys. Cause they got you in them. And I'm like, this is the, and the he boys goes, are out the game. Saint and Psalm are out for themselves, basically. But wait, it's all about North. What about the rest of them? Like, it's always about North. You know, I think North actually- No one prob- brings up the other three ever. Well, I think North really was probably the most, the best time of Kanye's life because his mom had passed away. He had North. And I, th- I think it was probably his most peaceful time. And I think he really did get to bond with North as a baby and a young child before his life got even crazier and crazier. Right. And I don't mean in That's mental bad. terms of mental, but I mean, just in terms of work. And like you see, even in the third uh, documentary on Netflix, 
you know, him walking around with North when she was a baby. And I, I feel like that that relationship particularly means something for Kanye. And it is funny because you really don't hear him talk about his other kids that much at all. Right. Like that, that's probably, that would give me issues when, if I were one of the other kids and I like grew up yeah. like, why did you never care about me when you were publicly feuding with Kim? And He's like, cause you don't have the star power that North does. Look at, look I know at North. Chicago. Look at you, Saint. I know Chicago, Saint and Psalm are not household names. Like <laughs> they, that's they, for sure. Well, who's going to be their media rep? They've got to get in the game if they really, I mean, especially yeah. to be a Kardashian. They, you know what's funny though? Like, I feel like I've, I've grown on all, like all of the names at the time were so crazy and all of them have grown on me except for Psalm. Like yeah. Psalm is, it's such a weird Psalm. name. I'm sorry if anyone's listening to this and you like named your child Psalm or you are named Psalm. But, I still there. I've met a couple Jaxes recently, like kids that have been named Jax, and I always, I, I always take I, a step, you know, like like what? It's so, someone that clearly has never watched Vanderpump. I know it has Unless to be. There's no way Vanderpump Rules like that name is ruined for you forever. Yeah, it's like naming your kid Charles Manson. Like you would not. There's no way you'd accidentally you you know you'd accidentally Wait, name your kid. Remember Stassi? Stassi named her daughter Hartford Charlie Rose. Charlie <laughs> yes, and she Rose Charlie Rose. <laughs> Had just been me too or like he yes, just, Charlie <laughs> Rose has been like outed as like a sexual predator. But in the but, but at the same time, Rose. why couldn't she do Hartford Rose Katie. Charlie Clark? Like why Hartford, why do you Hartford, do Charlie? What about Hartford Katie Couric or so? No, but um what about wait, Ariel Charnas, the influencer, named her daughter, her last daughter Navy after her brand something Navy. And then the middle name is B and it's like Navy B like Ugh. Navy beans. It's just like, what? And well, that- you know, what, like people like Ariel Charnas, they're like, they're like getting the webs. Like they're like having to like, see, make sure the URL or URLs available still. Like, they're like, I got to get the websites. Not like the we got to get, the- the oh, get all the yeah. handles. Like I do that when my, when my kid, like when my friends say they're having kids and they tell me the name, I immediately go and buy like the website and the fit. And then I try to sell it back to them at a certain <laughs> it's, right now. They there don't know about that. No, but there are going to be no Instagram handles left one day. Like they're just going to be, you're, there's going to be nothing left. You're going to do the underscore, the periods, the numbers, and then there's just going to be nothing. I let go of my webs, my website url ryankylerbailey.com which i had as an actor and i let it uh slide accidentally and i went to Tyler. buy it again i went to buy it again and somebody bought it and tried to sell it back to me for ten thousand dollars and i was like are you fucking kidding me oh my and god I was like, you're about to get fleeced did you I buy know. it was it worth it <laughs> uh but yeah can you yeah i bought it it's, it's yeah i bought it yeah I bought, no um uh, okay, so the other the other funny thing is Kanye has the worst people around him because he also goes, I was also talking with Tory Lanez, the rapper, and oh he was giving God. me great advice. Now, Tory Lanez, you guys, is the guy that shot Megan the Stallion in the foot yeah. at Kylie Jenner's house. And Megan the Stallion has been telling people, telling us for years he did this, and Tory Lanez has called her a liar. And like there's been proof text messages, there's a court trial happening. And it's like, yo, dude, Kanye, was R. Kelly not coming to the phone? Like, why are you like you literally have the worst people that you associate with giving you this godly advice? And I always find it weird that it's always like dudes like does he have any strong women in his life i don't think so i don't oh. think so okay i should sh- i'm too we have to, I, we gotta get yeah, Haley bieber almost died of a blood clot bro, we gotta talk I about that. that what that scared the uh, no joke like no joke that scared if that shit can happen to Haley bieber 
We're fucked. It can happen to any of us. We're fucked. Yes. That's so scary. And she was like, I was eating breakfast with my husband and I started having stroke syndrome. So she literally did have a stroke. It sounds like she had. A and stroke. Justin probably had no idea because he's and always Justin, used to women making yeah, weird faces at him. Yeah. Justin was probably like, what? I'm just, I'm sorry. It's not funny at all. But I was just like oh. picturing the scene, like Justin being like, he's like, babe, stop it. Like, stop. Yeah. Like, around. Are you doing stop. one of your funny characters again, Haley? Like, like it's not funny. I'm sorry. But no, it's it like, I was thinking about it. I was like, I live alone. Like, God forbid. Dude, I think about that all the time. Like, I think about what the fuck. And especially since I don't have kids, what the fuck do I do as I get older? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like a risk of living alone. Is that, you know, something happened or just, you know, being alone at some point. And I mean, you know, I've heard plenty of stories about that from you got you know, to lock, like, lock this guy down. <laughs> you got to lock this guy down. I just resigned my lease to live alone. Oh, again no. Year, so I'm going to be living alone for quite some, but I do. I love living alone. I was actually thinking today when I was like at the movie, I was like, I'm so happy. I live alone. I was like, I'm so happy to just go home to my apartment. That's nice. So yeah, I've, ne- I've never lived alone. It is something on my bucket list. I guess Maybe that's why my mom is always texting me and being like, you okay, honey? She's oh my God. If, texting if, me. My, if I say something why. out of turn on social media, which is a lot, my mom would be like, you okay? You sound down. And I was like, mom, it, I was, I was just like internet stuff. And she's like, okay. Anyway, sorry. Haley Bieber says on Thursday morning, I was sitting at breakfast with my husband. When I started having stroke, like symptoms was taken to the hospital. They found I had suffered a very small blood clot to my brain, which caused a small lack of oxygen, but my body had passed it on in its own. And I recovered completely within a few hours. Although this was definitely one of the scariest moments I've ever been through. I'm home now and doing well. And I'm so grateful and thankful to all the amazing doctors and nurses who took care of me. Thank you to everyone who has reached out and well wishes and concern. And uh, by the way, thank talk about waste of flowers. I bet their house right now is full of flowers. Oh my God. Like, like Hey, I feel better. Like just expensive flowers. No, you know? that's super scary though. Like I'm no, glad really, okay. I mean, that's so scary. I deal with everything with trying to have humor about it. But like my first thought was like, shit, if a rich person that probably has the best medical care in the world has a, just a random blood clot, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're in my very my healthy lifestyle. I'm sure that's contributing yeah. to a very oh, so healthy we, body. Uh, my my face blew up because I put on beard dye. I gave myself a staph infection from itching it. Like I'm fucked. Like I am fucked. Oh my! How is your staph infection? Or it's how is good. Your it's good. It's 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 healed up. But like the weird thing is, I think now I have psoriasis. Although like there's like weird like like dead patches oh, now God. and certain like okay. i think go to a dermatologist i've never been to one like i don't like i what love do I do? okay a dermatologist is something that everyone because even if your skin is great it's just you need to get everything checked out you never know with like your moles and freckles and it's just great i go to the dermatologist all the time all the time really? Yes. I just love going to the dermatologist. I'm like, okay, so what's up with this? Like anything that comes up on my skin. All of a sudden I'm starting to see weird things come up on my skin. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Go to the the dermatologist. I've had like, um, I've had like weird rashes before also. I hope this isn't, I hope this isn't like, uh, and then he found out something was wrong and people pulled this audio and like in my in memoriam, they're like, he talked about his weird skin on a podcast, you know? Oh my God, please no. Okay, no, so Haley Bieber- Just go to, go to a dermatologist. Please. And everybody, you guys do you guys do too, or like make sure yes. you get things checked out. Don't get be- Get things sca- checked out, especially with summer coming up. You have to be careful. Dude, did you see on, 
Summer House, the first part, which I didn't see you on, uh, but the second part will air on t- tonight. Summer House. Well, actually, no, Summer House is off this week, so we don't see it until the week oh after. Oh, my God, it is? Yeah, Summer House is off That's this week. That's so rude. It is. It really is messed up. I guess um, I should just watch The Bachelor finale, even though I haven't watched any of the season, just because apparently, spoiler alert, everyone, spoiler alert if you watch The Bachelor. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, apparently, Clayton... Is that his name? Clayton? Yeah, it's the big, Clayton, the white guy. Bolton, yeah. They're all the freaking same. Clayton yeah. proposes to one of his girls and she says no, which is like a first. That's never happened before. Why does she say no? I guess. I think it was the girl that found out that he had sex with like everyone else in the fantasy. <laughs> like they kept her. Apparently he liked her the best, but they kept her for last and he had already fucked the other girls. They'd love He's already slaying that dick yeah, around dude. the other contestants. <laughs> and so by the time they got to her, she was like, that's a no. If you like slept with other girls, like I'm not, I can't get engaged to you, which to be fair, maybe I haven't watched it. So I don't know. People are saying that he gaslit her. Some people are saying that she was in the wrong and that she should have told him beforehand that that was like a deal breaker for her. Um, so yeah, anyway, maybe I'll just watch that instead. When do we, the thing, and I know this is like probably a deeper conversation that we don't have time to have, but I keep, I was uh, one of my favorite actors, William Hurt, who's uh, 71, died today. You guys know him from like, like some Marvel movies, but like, you know, he did these, he won an Oscar uh, for Children of a Lesser God, I believe in the 80s. Like really, uh, he was an amazing theater actor and my theater teacher uh, discovered him um, a long time ago and he, my theater mentor discovered him and he passed away today. And then immediately I was on Twitter and somebody wrote that like, Oh, but he, he, they sent this article that he had, I think been aggressive towards Marley Matlin, his girlfriend at the time in the eighties. And it was something I wasn't aware of, but it was such a weird time. Cause he just died. And so he's like, well, remember this. And I was always like, and it, it was shocking to see. And it was horrifying it's horrifying if it's true, but also like, I, I keep just thinking about forgiveness. Like we all, we all make these horrible, horrible mistakes. And it does seem like men make way more than women, but like, do you believe in forgiveness? Yeah, I absolutely do. And I know that we actually live in a society that does not believe in forgiveness. Um, because if you go to prison for something in the moment you get released from prison, you're not set up for success. You're kind of screwed. Um, And, you know, with quote unquote cancel culture or whatever we want to call it, um, we tend to not forgive people for things. But I personally, especially if you like, I think you have to show that you've learned from your mistake and you've taken accountability for it and you've done some sort of, you know, something to make up for it. Well, I mean. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red wine white or rosé or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. 
Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. You guys, now is the uh, time of the show, my favorite time of the show, where we highlight our sponsors for this week. And we got two great ones, two returning sponsors. Our first one is Seed. Now, Seed is a probiotic, folks, and I got to personally endorse this. It, uh, I can't say enough good things about this. First off, comes in this really cool packaging. It's like green. It's hefty. They also come with like a little pill bottle that you can take on the road. Um, It's just really exciting for that. Now, I also started taking probiotics because I needed them because my doctor recommended them when I was on the antibiotics for the staph infection. They're like, you need probiotics because it's going to tear your stomach up right and left. I don't need to get into that too much, but uh, I started taking these every day and I was taking them actually even before that. I've been on them for like a month and a half now and it's just, I feel like I'm doing something great for myself. I just, I, I do. And it turns out everything you think you know about probiotics may be wrong. Uh, so, uh, you know, probiotic tortilla chips, that I think that's too good to be true. <laughs> So, uh, good news is though, is that seeds daily symbiotic is the real deal, but remember not all probiotics are created equal. Now they have a thing that I've been taking called the daily symbiotic. It is a broad spectrum two in one probiotic plus prebiotic. It's a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages. Now, it's proprietary engineered two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon, where it's going to do all of the work. Now, if you've taken a probiotic before, which you might have, um, and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Seed is designed differently, and that's why 
I'd like to say that it works. Uh, so what does da- uh, what does daily symbiotic do for you? It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Yes, seed will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation, if uh, you know what I mean. This is a family show. But it will also support your gut barrier, your skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Um, This is a side note. Gut immune function is not boosting the immune system. It's about supporting the crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells, if that makes sense. So many see improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and ease bloating. I feel like, no, we can talk. We, you guys, we're closed. We can talk about bowel movements. It's fine. Um, uh, if you need uh, if you need more information, this is all going to be up on the show notes as well. Um, but I want you guys to start a new healthy habit today. So visit seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad to redeem. Get this 20% off your first month of Seed's Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com. Say it with me forward slash so bad and use code so bad. And they didn't really highlight in this, like I told you, the packaging. The packaging's dope. Like it really, the bottle and the pill bottle it comes with, I love, I really dig it. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Now, this uh, Smart and Sass, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago as as well, uh, because it's like this subscription box service that gives you all of this cool stuff, and it's kind of geared towards women, but I found some stuff even old Ryan uh, wanted. Uh, Annabelle DeSisto was in town, and she took the um, sheet that came with this, like, pocketbook purse she took, and she took this... um, notepad it was like this really cool notepad with all of this stuff she took those off my hands which i was like i think she stole them i don't know but anyways uh we all know adulting is bullshit it's an onslaught of uh you know wtfs at least 20 times a day sometimes we just need a break from the day-to-day drab maybe a couple of cuss words a middle finger or two a few great laughs maybe this podcast whatever it takes to put adulting in timeout you need smart ass and sass the subscription box that will say everything you want to say so your mouth doesn't have to. <laughs> uh, smart ass and sass items, they're curated personally 
uh, curated and personally tested by the Smart Ass and SaaS team, which, by the way, what a, can you imagine seeing you're on the Smart Ass and SaaS team? I might just say I'm on that team because it's fun to say. So it's a group of really mouthy mofos who want you to get a good laugh in your day-to-day life. SNS partners with some of the best small businesses to bring you trendy and snarky items each month. I said this before. I think snarky gets looked down on. Now, I am a huge fan of snark. You got to have heart too, but I think snark, there is a great place for snark if you're an okay person. Um, like I said, the box that I got <laughs> was so great. I said this before, but it is true. Like I got this box in the mail and I thought somebody sent it to me and I was like, sweet. I had no idea it was a sponsor. So I was like looking around. I was like, is this for me? And then I was kind of, I got excited because there was like a mini stapler in it and like kind of these cool paper clips that had funny things. It it was like cool. And then I found out, so it just shows you if you mail me something, I will gladly, I will gladly take that stuff. Um, each big box will include one SNS design t-shirt. Cool. Uh, it'll always have between seven to nine unique items. Very true. And it's valued at over $90. So how do we do this, Ryan? How do we get this for us, for a family member, for my daughter, for my niece, anything you can do this by going to www.smartass.com. And sass.com. That's S M A R T A S S A N D S A S S.com. Use code so bad for 10% off your first subscription order. And you can also follow Smart Ass on Sa- Smart Ass and Sass on social media for your daily dose of attitude. I always feel like I should snap. Like your daily dose of attitude. Anyways, folks, now is the time for the remainder of the show. Way. I think that if you, you know, if you don't address it ever, I can see why people would just assume that you're the same person that made that mistake. And also there's a difference, I guess, you know, being the person you are to the people in your actual life and not the world at large, you know, like there is something about, you know, the uh, Twitter, you don't go to, I mean, we actually do go to bed with Twitter and we wake up with it, but you know what I'm saying? Like Twitter isn't, you know, your family, you know, like you're, you you know, I, I just, I don't know. I keep thinking about this because also the Jussie Smollett, um, went down. Uh, Jesse Smollett, of course, uh, now is convicted of um, pretty much saying that he had a racist attack against him, and they yeah, staging a hate crime. Staging a hate crime, and he is going to serve time in jail. Uh, I believe two months in prison and uh, or jail. And he he did a I did not do this. He did you know a power to the people fist thing, and then I he did said not do this. I did not. He goes, Your Honor, I respect you. I respect your power, but if I, but he said, I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal and I will not, I am not suicidal. I do not like he made this big speech and it seemed very rehearsed. And, uh, I, I was, you know, reading on Twitter today, people going back and forth of like that sentence was too hard or no, that sentence was too light. He lied. He used resources, all of this stuff. But also my thing was also, he just never admitted he did it, even though there was overwhelming proof, proof that he did. He's held onto this lie. Like he's really like, it, it's very Trumpian in a way, no matter if you like Trump or hate Trump, like he held onto these lies that were like, you know, he kind of like the truthiness of it all of like, we now live in this yeah. society of, I can hold on to a lie forever and I will never like it used to be where eventually people would come around and realize that's full of shit. You're a liar. But now we live in this era because of social media and stuff like that, that people hold on to it and you'll have at least 33% of the people that will believe you, you know, still, even though all there's proof, you know what I'm saying? Like people still believe your lie as long as you stick to it. 
Right, right. Isn't that yeah, weird? Like that bothers still, me. Yeah, people will still like to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I feel like he's been, he's probably convinced himself at this point that he's telling the truth. Like he has probably totally convinced himself, honestly. Like yeah. he's probably just delusional at this point. But um, yeah, it's like, a, it's a sad case because um, it stemmed from him feeling undervalued and underpaid. And he was, I think, just trying to get a raise. Which is yeah. like he yeah, went, for, on Empire. He was on that show Empire, and he wanted right. to get a raise. And then it yeah. ended up ended up ruining his life. And this is what he's going to be known for forever. And at first, um, it worked. At first, it actually did work. At for him, first, you know? it did work. Yeah, it worked. Like everyone was tweeting about it. Everyone was showing support for him. Everyone, you know, was coming out about it. And like, you know, and then it got exposed, which was you know disappointing, of course. And yeah, now that's his legacy. And like, yeah. he probably was not anticipating that would happen, but yeah, that's what happened. So that's probably just enough, you know, consequences. I feel like, like yeah. his whole legacy in life is like kind of ruined. It's like, why is that really necessary to put him in jail? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. You know, I mean, Kevin Spacey is barely working still. Like so many people that I, okay, sorry. Anyways, moving on. Um, I saw Jared Leto that like, he's like a vampire werewolf. Morbius, thing. Morbius. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're like, yeah, Morbius. It's, it's called Morbius. Don't call him a vampire werewolf. He's not a werewolf at all. He's a vampire. Why would you even say that? Yeah. Like, what is that? And why did your boyfriend even before? deal with you? This is so dumb. <laughs> I love how you're like, it's not even like a closeted Marvel nerd. It's just like such like a fun facet. It's, it's like in like, it's and by the way, if it's not too far away from my housewives fandom, you know, like the yeah. fandom share a lot. It's extreme personalities. You know, it's like, you can make a direct correlation from Lisa Rinna to Batman. Like it's so easy to do. You can make, it's the same personality. They have superpowers, you know, like it's, it's the same thing. And the fandom is very similar. <laughs> Morbius, like who even comes up with that? Yeah, well, his name is Mor. By the way, that's if I do have a son, I will name him Morbius. I will be like, this is Morbius. <laughs> Kanye would name his child Morbius. I bet that's gonna be like Grimes's child. Oh, okay. Speaking of that, Elon, guys, it came out last week. Okay, so you guys know how Elon Musk and Grimes had a child that's name is there. They had a second. Yeah, beep boop bop, beep boop 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 three. Um, they had found out Grimes was being interviewed and the interviewer heard um, a baby's voice upstairs and Grimes revealed that her and Elon Musk had a second child uh, and it had another, the name was crazy too. And then what's the name out, though? Like, what is it? I truly like, I don't, I don't, I just knew, I just accepted that I was never going to learn it. Like, that's what the name is. It's acceptance. Three. Like what a way to make your child like, hey, I just want you to know I'm gonna make your life hard from the get-go. Your name's gonna be um, but then this is even weirder. So Elon Musk and Grimes, they break up supposedly with these two kids. Now, Grimes, Grimes, you guys, is dating Chelsea Manning. Manning. Chelsea Manning is the uh transsexual woman. Uh, who was a whistleblower, uh, if you guys remember, in the government. And I'm like, who saw this? Now, this is the Pete Kanye Kim. Like, this is like the artsy Pete Kim Kanye. Like, this is like, whoa, Chelsea. I didn't see the Chelsea Manning coming. That is quite a twist. It's like, like quite a twist. Like, how do they even meet? Like, how does that... Does Grimes go? I'm looking for something really left of center from Elon, like Chelsea. They run in the same social circle. 
Beatles, I'm sure. But, but also, they're, that at, was... they're at the same, I'm sure they're at the same Hollywood parties. If you were looking hard enough, you would probably find them. Do you ever sit there and wonder, like, you know, these people are so proud of, they wear their weirdness very proudly. And I'm not saying that's bad, but do you ever wonder of like, like what the sex is like? Like it would almost be di- disappointing. Oh, uh, I don't mean like in a sexy way, but like, I like part of me laughs thinking like, what if it's just like really boring missionary? Like, cause you think about these weird people and you're like, they've got to be like hanging themselves from ceilings and shit I'm like sure that. They are. I'm sure there's like sex dungeons involved. Like Grimes, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. It would be a bummer if there was. I mean, you'd be. I just don't want to think about it. You know. No, I'm sorry. I do. That's all I think. That's all I, I think about things like that. Yeah. I not know. In like a, I not. I don't get off on that. I'm just saying. I. You wonder. I mean, I did say that when you know people have a baby, I do picture them, or when they say they're pregnant, I'm like, my mind immediately goes. Because <laughs> then you like you do like you're like, is Elon Musk good in bed? Like it's just not a thought you would ever want to think well, about. Like, but now I don't want to picture to Elon Musk and Grimes making the beast with two backs like elon musk asking for a hand job would be weird you know oh my god hey grimes can i get a handy please stop okay 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 okay. here's a here's a new story that i think you'll like um jen shaw shaw amazing shaw has released a full um line of souvenirs from her shop she has a a satin leather baseball jacket that says it's shaw amazing which i kind of like i wonder if they have in men's sizes because i got my eye on it she has like a whole like new 12 products that she's proudly selling and like looks like she put some money into these products there's like a free gen shaw one there's like what money money is she using well this is so funny so her trial was supposed to start and now it got pushed back to july or august or some shit like that and so now she's like must be like i gotta get some money coming in immediately right why why would you ever start selling free gen shaw like i understand other people were selling them you have to sell merch Uh, it's her only she's like i need something to have a revenue stream just like how, how I think Lisa Barlow maybe has had like, or Meredith Marks had like, I'm disengaging merch and Lisa Barlow had baby gorgeous merch maybe, or if she doesn't. She well, does. no, remember like Dorinda started selling like clip and you know, like not well, bitch. And when housewives start selling their own catchphrases, like I get sad, like we should be like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're better than just selling I mean, Jen Shaw isn't better than that, but like Dorinda, it's like, no, 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 no. Let, let us make these jokes for you. You don't need to, you don't need to concern yourself with this. You know, like it's it's beneath some housewives. I feel where you don't like, I no, I let, let us make those for you. You know, the joke sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I want to laugh at them and not with them. But then I'm horrible. Cause then I was like, I would wear the, it's Shaw amazing jacket as a joke. I would, I mean, I would wear it. Um, did you, did you watch the Salt Lake reunion last week? The third part yeah, is airing tonight. Like, I just like don't care anymore. I've kind well, of lost interest. It's weird. Just like, like it is Batman. You keep now, you know, did you like it or not? Because I'm not going to really take like this it. kind of slander on Batman. Too long. Like, it was too long. Okay. But now you, you said it three times where you're like, by the end, you didn't care at all. You didn't care at all at the end. I, I know I didn't. He found out he wasn't, he didn't have to be vengeance. He was going to be provide hope. I to also, Gotham, okay. So one didn't... more thing about the Batman oh. until we get to Salt Lake city. I love how no one knows he's Bruce Wayne. Like it's still, <laughs> it is it's, weird. <laughs> Listen, that is weird. It's so funny to me. I, I was and, able to piece it together, you know, Cassandra Claire, I think on Twitter, Not who I love, she was like, 
it's so unbelievable that the women of Gotham City wouldn't recognize the yes, jawline. In two seconds, go online. Of, of Gotham City's richest, most eligible bachelor. Like that jawline, you wouldn't immediately recognize that. And you think for a second, spoiler alert, I guess for the Batman, that the Riddler like knows he's Bruce Wayne and then he like doesn't. It's like, <laughs> I don't get that part. Bruce. Yeah, he's like Bruce Wayne. Anyway, um, so Salt Lake City. It's the Riddler. Remember when he sang Ave Maria? Oh yeah. Oh, were you just were you you blacked out during some of this? No, you you like your sound went out for a second. Oh, I was was singing Ave Maria. Yeah, your pitch was a little too high for the microphone to catch. Yeah, Yeah, but anyway, Salt Lake City. yeah, you're um, right. this season has felt really long. And again, I just like, don't get what the beef with Lisa Barlow is like, I don't get it. You're make they're making her a legend. They're making her. Right. A- they are. They're doing it. They're actually doing her a favor because it's putting all of the fans on her side. Did you read that? Um, Whitney's husband, Justin lost his job. Yes. And he's like, and he's sad wiped- about it. Yeah. He's been wiped from the website. Yeah. Like he said, and then they took a photo where Whitney's in front of him, like looking fierce and like, we're happier and prouder than ever. And if you zoom in on Justin's face, he just looks so lost. He's like, yeah, he's wearing like, a backwards hat. And there's a random wet spot on the floor right next to him. Bad. And I'm like, it's what tragic. is, and I, you know, I'm actually, you know, I like, I, Whitney's very nice, I, but I, I felt so bad because it's obviously this is directly related to being on the housewives. I feel. Well, yeah, that's what it said because I guess they're, you know, they're, it's still Utah. It's a very like conservative I feel like that is probably a no-no doing that stuff on television. Well, the last episode of the season, I believe, wasn't they had like the the painting sex? It was yeah, like it was like a creepier than Tamara and Eddie on that wine bathtub scene from OC years ago. You know? Yeah, it was sick. It was um, sick. okay. Which, by the way, we also got to think of the atomic thirst of Miss Tamara Judge. She is pushing full court press right now. She does a. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. So they supposedly she might be in talks to come back to OC, but regardless, she is working overtime. She has the two T's in the pod with Teddy Mellencamp. And then she posts this shit the other day with Kyle and Teddy. And she's like, these are the new trace amigas. And I'm like, Kyle, you need to run as fat. Like Kyle, like don't put your stink on Kyle Richards, you know, like Teddy and Tamara, like the fact that, like, imagine this. Like, this is your life begging to get back on these shows now. This is what it's come to. It's so embarrassing. I don't want my housewives to be thirsty like that. Like, I think the yes. fact that I don't, I wasn't really following Heather too closely during her like housewives hiatus, but like she wasn't doing housewives podcast. She wasn't like chasing around the Beverly Hills cast. Like, Heather doesn't care because Heather doesn't need that. She was being an asshole at places like Mastro's, you know? Right. And so that's, that's what I want. I don't want yeah. someone that's thirsty and desperate. Like, it's just going to be like well, very transparent of Tamara. What I talked to everybody, like take, I said, guys, okay, let's, let's like, think about this. Okay. So she gets back on the show, right? We're excited at first. Oh, we get to see what Eddie's doing. That's one episode. Okay. He's good. Okay. And then also what is your job? Oh, you work with Teddy Mellencamp. Oh, so now she's in the show. Great. She's a friend of, okay. So now oh we got her God. in the show. Yeah, okay, great. Okay. How's That's cut fitness doing Tamara? Okay. How's your creepy fucking alt-right son, Tamara? How's that going? We need to, we need to see him again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like really think about what you guys are asking for. Like I, I find it so interesting and frustrating. I don't think people like want her back. Yeah, though. I think so. 
don't. But also, I'm not saying Tamara's a bad, like Tamara provided so many amazing moments that will live forever. Like yeah. it's the same thing with Vicki Gungelson. These moments will live forever. That's what's amazing That's about going Exactly. You're psychotic, Jesus Jugs. Sophie, that proves my point. She's a Batman villain, dude. Like that yeah. proves my point. The same. Well, I would, I would rather probably Vicky come back than Tamara, though. Well, I'd be more curious about Vicky's life because she's had such a tough road with dudes, and I'd be more yeah. curious. Like Tamara was always one of those people that Tamara's still happily married. Yeah, and and also I think Tamara's one of those people that really. I think financially needs this in some ways. Yeah. Like she needs that kind of like, and she, and she, she really goes after it. Like she reveals secrets on her Twitter and her, but like she really like released, like she knows how to play the game. It's just that right. it, it's played, I think, because she really needs it, you know? Exactly. She needs it. She's, she's a little too desperate. Like she's probably a nice person in real life and she's doing this, you know, she's not Kelly Dodd bad, you know? No, I wouldn't say Tamara's like evil. No, I wouldn't. Um, Okay, as we start winding down, Summer House, though, back to there, we finally got to see Luke with a guitar again, which was very exciting for me. Did you see that? He goes, he goes, he goes, goes, good acoustics in here by himself. He's like, good acoustics in here. Like, can you imagine? Like, just. Oh, no, it's, it's, (laughs) no, it's suit and tie. It's suit Suit and tie. tie. back. back. Drives me wild. I think I just made up that last line, but I've no, no like, I don't think you did actually. I think that's it's canon to me that that last line is part of it. Now, Maya Allen was on the show this week on So Bad It's Good and love she, her. She said, she, I was like, please say you don't ever hook up with Austin. And she's like, hell no. She seemed like, and so we got Austin back on the show this week, you guys. Now, they oh. did a little Frankenstein editing with the preview, so he had told. Sierra that he wanted to eat her from front to back where the preview made it look like Lindsay. So I'm still very confused. Maybe he ends up saying it to Lindsay too. Well, maybe that's his thing. Like that's his line. Yeah. Maybe that's you would tell Sierra was like, Austin, are you being serious right now? Like, like, (laughs) for the cameras, Austin. Yeah. She was like in front of the cameras. Like, Um, so I'm trying to think what they're, what they're involved. I wish he would shut his Muppet mouth. But can't you tell, like I I talked about this on the show too, is like the way he plays it. He's like, you little jinx, you, you, you Jezebel, you minx. He's that kind of guy where. I didn't even realize when I was watching this, which is like probably my ignorance also, which is why I'm kind of like almost giving Austin a pass to call a woman a Jezebel, a black woman a Jezebel is racist. Oh, is it really? no, I wait, was real? about it, and I, I see exactly. It's like I didn't realize I that. So I like, thought Jezebel was that. just like a, a. That's what I thought. It, yeah, because he said minx. It's like kind of just like a, you know. I thought like, he was trying to be like flirty, like a I, smart flirty guy, you know. Right, that's like what I thought too. Words. But apparently, it's it's not okay to say that to a black one, which I didn't realize. It was like a learning moment for me too. Um, so again, it's like I'm going to give Austin a pass because I didn't even know that, so I'm not going to be sanctimonious about it. But a lot of people were calling Austin out about oh, I that. See, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. I can hate Austin for purely other reasons other than that Jezebel line because you just see how he's playing all sides. He's playing the Lindsay like yeah. Sierra doesn't want me in your room, and and like the like she's he's playing both. He's he trying is. To make- and then he kisses Lindsay and says, "I love you." Yeah, I love, dude. Don't do that to her if you know she's into you and you're trying like you're and you're, you know what Lindsay's like. Like, what do you think yes. is gonna happen? Lindsay fucking loves guys and she gives guys 
third, fourth chances, fifth chances. She does that whole thing. So it's fascinating. And if you saw the mid season trailer, you guys, it came out this week. It gets crazy. Like Sierra and Danielle go after it. I'm Sierra throws a glass that. that breaks. Um, you know, it, uh, and also the Kyle Amanda shit, man. I love both of them separately, but they are just not having a good run. This, this, like, do you even see that? Like, he goes, Hey, the traffic was so bad this week. And she goes, what'd you say? He goes, I said, the traffic was bad. She goes, you said Travis, what? And he goes, shut the fuck up. Bitch. Like when he was walking out, he's like, shut the fuck up. And I was like, wow, they really don't like each other. This season. I know. And it's like, I actually was reading this in Reddit and I like agreed with it. It was like, like Kyle and Amanda love each other, but they don't like each other. And you like have to like your partner too. Well, he keeps like, saying like six years in, like that's some like bad, like, well, that's why we hate each other. We're six years in. It's like, you shouldn't, that's not like just a rule of thumb. Six years in you start. Oh, I think a lot of, I know a lot of couples that have been together for more than six years and they still like each other. And everybody knows it's eight years in is when you start hating each other. It's not six. No, it's the seven year itch. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. Totally. But Um, um, yeah, no, it's like, you should not, you know, be in that situation with someone you're about to marry. I feel um, like that's not normal. Everyone. I don't think you have watched it, but I watched, uh, we finished the season of Real Housewives of Miami. The two-part reunion was amazing on Peacock. I highly recommend, Sophie, you watch it, everybody. Yes, I need to finally watch they it now. did talk about uh, Kanye's dick was a big uh, bone, like was a big segment on Woo! the reunion. Adriana says it's I'm excited. Big, and, big and thick, and there's a picture of Adriana with Kanye. I highly recommend that. Real Housewives of Orange County, I'm one of the only people that likes it this season, but I'll, I'm fine with that. I like it. I like it. And Below Deck Sailing Yacht gets a big recommendation for me as well. It hits that summer house vibe where it's like, it doesn't really need to have tons happening. I just kind of like, well, I like having it on in the background. Yeah. It's really fun for me. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to this week? Anything coming up? I'm loving the dropout. Oh my God. Are you? Oh, I'm loving it as well. We talked about this last week. Well, no, we talked about this. Yeah. But you're, yes, it's so yes. good. It's so good. It's it's a stunning step forward. It is a amazing step forward. It's an inspiring step it's a, forward. Yes. <laughs> I didn't get to see the fourth episode. I made it to the third episode. The fourth episode <laughs> dropped, but it's so good when it's she went so to the. Good. It's like the opposite of inventing Anna. Like it's so good. Like it's I was thinking so about that. Isn't it funny that we now have competing scammer projects everywhere, and yeah, now we're judging were- which are better. Yeah, because there were two that I was looking forward to. So I was looking forward to both of them so much. And Inventing Anna was such a disappointment. And the dropout is like so living up to the hype. And Amanda Seyfried is like amazing. She's almost like too charming. I mean, I guess it makes sense because I guess she was charming. And that's how she fooled so many people. But it like makes you root for her. And I'm like, we shouldn't be rooting for her that much. But I guess now she's kind of turning into the villain as the season goes on. Like watching her transform. Well, because you realize there were actually like, you know, cancer patients. There were people depending on this blood work. That's uh, there's a great 2020 that aired, uh, I believe, last week uh, about the dropout, about all of this. And Amanda Seyfried is interviewed in it. I highly suggest everybody watch that. It's, it's really good. And it kind of fills you in on a lot, a lot of the blanks. Uh, but yeah, she's yeah, so good. And there's a dropout podcast, which is great. And the Inventor documentary. Oh, I love the and, on, on HBO Max. Yeah. And Bad Blood, the book. I've consumed all of this comment content. And you did Elizabeth Bad Holmes Blood. cartoon. Wait, a graphic? Is there a graphic cartoon in the Marvel universe yet? <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes is a super villain. Like, like that voice is like a, such a super villain. She would be such a good super villain. Morbius, honestly. Morbius, you need to back down, Morbius. She would be like Gotham City's finest. 
Batman fights Elizabeth Holmes in this next movie. I would love um, that. Also, that scene with her at the Mac store when she was watching the human emotion on the girl's face and then copied it was yeah. so great. So I, I, I got to say, Amanda Seaver, I, yeah, I she's like, she's really, really good, man. Really yeah. good. Really yeah, love, yeah. Ian Gibbons storyline. So there's this one scientist that works for her that is just driven to a really bad place. And that's a really sad, like facet of the story that a lot of people don't talk about. So yeah, uh, he's it is funny when, like you said, though, it is funny when, you know, a show works and you can tell yeah. pretty quickly, but we try to convince ourselves that we're really liking this inventing Anna, even though nobody really is because it's a funny accent. And we love see like Julia, uh, what's her name? Julia that plays Anna Delby. Julia Garner. Julia, Julia Garner. Like we from Ozark, we all want to love her so much. She's such a good actor, but this is a better project. And Amanda Seafried is getting all the, uh, yeah. the, the attention for scamming right now and not Julia. Yeah. So. And there's the show out. Um, you got Joseph Tinder. Gordon, Joseph Gordon. Love Oh, super pumped on Showtime. Super. Okay. Yes. I need to watch that also. So that's about Uber, like the early days of Uber. So I'm going to watch that. I feel like we might be turning things into projects too soon. Like maybe we need to give it like a decade before we hit. No, no. I want all the content now. What do you mean? <laughs> We're at the golden age of television. This is amazing. It is going to, sometimes I get worried like, yo, why don't we wait till Uber falls before we fully make a story how it started? You know? I still think about how blessed I was when Yellow Jackets and Dexter New Blood were on at the same time. That was like the best days of my life. I still think. I think every week about like, I wonder how, like I pray, I'm like, dear God, please let the writers of Yellow Jackets have done good work this week. I trust them. They did an amazing job with the first season. But so it's I so much them. pressure because it was so good that first season. I just hate how long we have to wait. Like I want things faster. Yeah. I want it now. I want it now, daddy. Um, I want it now, daddy. Well, it was, last thing, Yellowstone, that show that everybody loves that I watched and I think it's ridiculous. But they now have. I never ended up watching it because you told me it was stupid. They they no. I mean, you'll probably love it. Like everybody's addicted to it. But they they have an 1883 spinoff, which is a prequel, and now they just greenlit two more Yellowstone shows. One is called Six Six Six. Like what they're like now making the Yellowstone extended universe, and they're doing the same thing with the Batman because you know they're doing a Penguin series for HBO Max with Colin Farrell. It got greenlit this week, and it's like. That's the thing with like these big conglomerates. They find something that works now. They're like, we're going to make six shows around this Yellowstone name. And I find it, I find it hysterical because they're going to do a Sopranos type show with the penguin and the Yellowstone is going to do a horror type show called 666 in the Yellowstone universe. That's now it's just getting confusing. I wish they would do that with shows that I cared about. I wish they did that with Santa Clarita diet instead of canceling it. I auditioned for Santa Clarita diet back. Did you ever watch it? Uh, I watched the first episode when I auditioned. Oh my God, it's so yeah. good. Did you audition for Timothy Oliphant's role? No, 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 no. But I did. I was, I was like back like this 15, 16 years ago. I stood in for Timothy Oliphant <gasps> um, as uh, his stand-in. And he was. I love him so, so, so. much. He was, uh, but he, he's so him. good and justified. Yeah. I love him so much. That was the set that uh, Jeff Goldblum was on. And Jeff Goldblum was so, he would come out and go to Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. He would say my oh name God. and he'd be like, cause he'd meet somebody and he would say, say the name 30 times in front of you. And then every day he'd be like, Ryan, how are you? It's me. Jim. I love that about him. No, he was great. He was great. 
but he would bring a different hot girl to set each day. And he'd be like, the first day he's like, this is one of my students. This is one of my students. And, you know, I bring a different student to set and I'm like, oh, cool. And then each day it was a different hot girl. It was never a guy. Didn't, I hope Jeff Goldblum hasn't done anything problematic. No, I, I think he's wears his weirdness on his sleeve. So I think he were good. You know, I think he's married with a kid, you know, every girl likes him. So I think we would have heard if he did something bad. Okay. I think we're yeah, good. Okay. Well, I'm going to trust that he's he's a good one for now. Wait, there's only one way to find out. Try to throw yourself at him, see what he does. Should I? Yeah. He actually was in the trailer for the new Jurassic World movie. Doctor, genetic engineering is the greatest power on the face of the earth. We can't afford to play God or better yet, try to clone him. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> oh this is my God. Do your impression of him in the fly. I'm turning into a fly. No, I don't, I don't even know. Isn't that, isn't he in that movie? Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. my parent, my dad took me to see that when I was like seven years old. He thought it was like going to be the old Vincent Price movie that he grew up with. And I fucking had to watch this guy's dick fall off him. Like it scarred me for life. It was yeah, like a hard R movie. That movie haunts so me. And I watched it when I was like little, just with my mom. Cause she was watching it. She loves sci-fi movies. Like she loves alien. Like Amy, any- lo- Amy loves sci-fi. He loves sci-fi. And then she oh. yelled, she's, she heard us talking about fresh last week oh yeah yeah it was like i just read the plot for that movie that's so disturbing i can't believe you would watch that and i was like you watch like the most fucked up the fly and like alien like those are all extremely disturbing Wait, is, amy, like, into star Trek? is amy into star trek and star wars yeah she loves that stuff oh, I love that. Loves, and i like am not into sci-fi at all like i love like i like the twilight zone that's she's like gotten me into the twilight zone over the years i love it yeah but like that's about it. I don't care about alien stuff. But well, like, you know, Amy, I, I do care like, about. And by the way, Amy, your daughter doesn't even like the Batman, so we really can't even trust. I what did like it. It was just long. It is long. And I then wish my boyfriend longer. was like, apparently, there's a post credit scene. And no, then no, we the post credit scene was just like a question. It, yeah, it was nothing. It, it was, was nothing. Nothing. nothing like. Yeah. Oh my god i was at that theater for like seven hours today i really thought we went to the you movie should have like, thanked that theater for their service you should we have went to the theater i thought i was going to be like out and like done well before we recorded because it started at 3 p.m yeah so i was like oh it's gonna be fine and then i was like wait this movie never ends i've seen that movie twice now and the first time i was just so nervous because i wanted people to like it so it didn't even matter because i was like just looking around and seeing if people were going to the bathroom or not and then the second time i was able to get more into it because i i already knew that it was decent no, you know? i would actually see it again like i liked it like i i actually enjoyed it enough to see it again now that i know how long it is yeah i would but i would like i was kind of over that scene with alfred when he was like he's like your dad's a good man bruce you know like and he was oh, like, yeah i actually that, i was like let's pick it up guys let's pick up the i lines. dozed off a bit during that scene actually i gave myself a little break you dozed okay you don't see movie you come on no 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 there would be like there what, was no we? i was just like You're i closed dozing? my eyes for like a second it was one out when he was in the hospital bed or whatever yeah um, no i know exactly like that scene kind of bored me too but you don't fall asleep though no but i woke up as soon as there was like a loud noise and they changed scenes i was like you know it was i was back to like i'm trying to sleep why all the loud and i was sitting like right next to the speaker in the theater i was like this is so freaking loud Dude, i'm telling you from like i'm just telling you your boyfriend probably looked over at you and was disappointed when he saw you sleep i know no that but is I, the I biggest know. disappointment when you see a girl fall asleep that you're with in a movie i was <laughs> awake for 99 percent of it it was literally just that scene so wow okay well 
my apologies to your boyfriend. Um, we will, uh, we'll talk to you again next week and, uh, guys go check out Sophie's Substack. It's really good. I like, I shit you not. It actually really is cool. I was, I was geeking out on it this week and I'm sure there will be more articles and stuff that is in Sophie's head over there. Uh, so please go check that out and we'll let you know all the other good stuff coming up with Sophie as soon as we can. From the twisted mind. The twisted Sophie Ross. Producer of Sophie's Twitter feed. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Betches.